Dear friend, let's discover more of who we are together. Love, Haley and Amanda. We're back, and if you're watching on the YouTube, sister has decided, my dog, to sit here in the middle of us. She, we're making a sister sandwich here. Yeah, she's really clingy today. They, we call Dalmatians um, Velcro. Velcro dogs because they just want to stick right by you. Like a dear friend. Oh. oh. <laughs> if y'all heard that, sister just agreed with a groan. Um. Okay, so let's start off with our pledge. All right. How's your week? My week, it was good. I don't know if you guys remember the episode with the Mendozas. It's actually one of our favorite episodes. They came in town to visit um, for work, but we called it a visit. And so we all got to get together and play hostess. And it was so nice to see them and catch up with them. And it did bring a little extra joy to our week. Yes, it was really nice to see them from Honduras. So we, that was a really big highlight of the week for I sure. Know. For sure. And then other than that, just I was working on a proposal for a new mural. And what about you? Yeah, this week was really busy. We're getting ready tonight. We're having a uh, dinner party that yes. you're coming to, which I'm super excited. I love having people over. We were saying whenever you were hosting the Mendozas this week, like it feels so good to take care of people. Yes, it really does. It's like a sweet spot in humanity. Like it feels right taking care of people and making them feel comfortable. Yeah, I, I just like, I don't know. I like making good food and setting a good atmosphere and treating people nice and having them into your home uh, one of my favorite parts of the show Peaky Blinders is whenever mm. uh the main characters Killian Murphy's character goes to the girl's house and she's like oh. I love seeing people or no he says I love seeing people in their homes because they're so off guard yeah and I feel like that's so true like when you're in people's homes it's different than going out. Like yeah. people are kind of off guard and more themselves, which I really like. It's a vulnerable thing, but I like it. Me too. Okay, let's do our vulnerable pledge. <laughs> so vulnerable. You're right. Okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America. This is our flag. Oh, <laughs> and rarely in public is where we stand one friendship under God indivisible live purdy and just us for all just us over here today just us over here today 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 just us over here today it's just us over here today just us over here today why did you change it today we are talking about consumerism and we're gonna make you feel really bad about your life and all the stuff you buy i'm kidding we're not gonna make you feel really bad about all the stuff that you want that you buy yeah. i forgot some of the words in the middle yeah about your life and all the oh. stuff you buy yeah that's not actually what we're trying to do but you're gonna make yourself i'm gonna feel make bad myself feel bad every time i think about this topic i feel bad about myself for five minutes and then i buy something <laughs> i can feel better <laughs> 
No, this is a serious topic. I'm going to play devil's advocate the whole episode. No, I was going to. No. <laughs> I called it. I Shotgun. called it. Dang it. Okay, so the reason why we're talking about this is a couple of things. We're interested in it, number one. Number two, I'm teaching it at school right now because we're reading this, the novel Brave New World, which if you don't know about is a dystopian novel that's speculative about the future and it's scary, okay? And <laughs> so one of the things that we talk about is that Aldous Huxley, the author, really predicts in the book that consumerism is going to skyrocket in the future and it's going to be a huge part of government control in the sense that um, like to keep the economy alive, the government um, uh, trains people and conditions them when they're young to love like these certain sports and things that have like a lot of apparatus to them. Like they have to purchase a bunch of stuff and like it's Mm. all about like, oh, look at this new belt and look at this. And like everyone's comparing and buying stuff because they've created this culture of consumerism. And this is a new segment called Profit Aldous Huxley that predicts how the world's going to be now. He's a prophet. He's crazy. I don't Segment know. For, he wrote the book in 1932. And the book, he the, what he's predicting is the year 2540. So even more, more than 500 years from now. Mm-hmm. But it already feels really similar, right? Well, no. It's okay. just, it doesn't feel similar. But you can see, like, the things he was predicting, like, ways that were headed like in that. Like little seeds that are starting to yeah. grow. Yeah, oh. yeah. But... Um, it's also like a really extreme perspective. So I don't think like it's a hundred percent going to be that way, but there's a lot of things that he's predicted that we do now. And okay. And this is what, one of the things that I wanted to focus on was consumerism because, Mm -hmm. and I'm curious what you think about this. I want to hear your opinion. Don't, don't devil's advocate it. No, I want to hear your opinion. Yeah. My opinion is the devil's advocate. Okay. Listen. Okay. So do you think, oh God. What <laughs> do you think that now we are more targeted with advertising than we were when we were younger? And let me let me explain. I mean, before when we were younger, social media didn't exist and we had television and commercials, right? Commercials were like the big I mean, that was advertising and them. billboards mm-hmm. and like I remember watching like toy commercials and be like mom I really want this doll that pees for real and a ew you know that like to the training dolls yeah okay but stuff like that and like we were we were being exposed to advertisement through commercials billboards things like that but now social media and I don't mean like just ads on social media I mean like influencers and people talking about products that you should buy and 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 companies are paying them to promote their products because what do you what do you think because I think as you're talking my chest is getting tight oh. and <laughs> okay. I'm don't scared. read Brave New World yeah I'm scared because what I was gonna say is like I don't so when we were kids I remember all the advertisements yes um and so that did feel like it was everywhere and happening because you watch tv a lot and so now i feel like in a scary way 
Um, it's so ingrained in our society that I almost said, I think it's less now. Yeah. That's why I pointed it out in the social media. And so now I feel like it's so ingrained that we don't even realize when we're being advertised to because it's so everywhere and everything that we see. Um, and that kind of, I never watched that documentary that you did watch because you were like, don't watch it. Yeah, it's really scary. What was it called? Um, I, I'll have to look it up, but it's about where... The social impact. No. Oh. No, no, no. It was, it, the, it was the history of how when we started se- studying psychology and they started using and manipulating psychology around marketing, and it was... Oh, I thought that that was that documentary on Netflix that oh. came out about social media and how they're no, no, no. That yeah, those are that one's about the algorithms too. But there's another documentary that I told you about where it's like when the Freud act- started. Oh God! Like developing psychiatry really, and then his nephew and anyways, mm-hmm. it's it's. I'll I'll post the link to it on our show notes. It's really interesting. It's on YouTube. But but here's the thing: is what I was gonna say is that. Literally, I I, I was going to agree with you that you almost feel like, oh, no, it's not that much around because you don't you watch Netflix. There's no commercials you watch. You pay for premium services. There's no commercials. Mm -hmm. But I Googled Tevas the other day because I wanted to buy some black platform Tevas for the summer because mine are trash. Consumerism. No, I'm saying like I needed sandals for the summer. My sandals are trash that I had for years. So I Googled it to look at the price and I have seen Tevas on every social media avenue that I have an account on, but like a million times. Oh, totally. And, and for me, I remember it was a couple years ago when I realized for the first time that my phone was listening to me talk like to my friends or at dinner and Whatever we were talking about, it would show up. Yeah, we were we were talking about like Warby Parker glasses, right. and then it was Warby Parker ads everywhere. Yeah, so it's probably gonna pop up on our phones a whole bunch of stuff after this interview. No, but it is kind of insane <clears throat> that what you're saying is you don't even we don't even realize, realize how much we're being targeted and advertised to. Um, that's one way. But then this is the other way that I think is crazy, and I have been influenced to purchase things in this way a lot and the it, state fair no <laughs> God. no but that is people a way. people on social media influencers yes yeah. like people that i follow for like i like their style mm-hmm. either their fashion style or i like their what they're how they're decorating their homes yep or whatever yep i mean these curtains i saw this one influencer post that she got these off of Amazon. It was a good brand. So I bought it. And I think that some of it is, is good in the sense like it's, it's almost like when we buy something and we read reviews, it's like having someone who has experienced the product tell you it was good. So you're not getting something trashy. Like that's a good thing. But, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is like you start seeing these people, you like the way they look, they're using this product, they're really like saying it's amazing and you're trusting them, but you don't know them Mm -mm. and they could be lying and it's just making money from the company. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's gross. 
And it's a lot. I've purchased many a products from seeing people use a product that I like on social media and be like, oh, cool. That looks awesome. That would really change my beauty, my, my beauty care. Oh, that would really change my hair. I should, I should get that. It worked on her. Well, and because you can't try everything, so... I know, but that but the, the problem is, is it's just perpetuating consumerism. Okay. Where it's stuff you don't need yeah, most of the time. 99% okay. of the time, you don't need the stuff. But you need to define need. No, I can't. That's different for everyone. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. So you, for each individual, you need to define what your needs are. And this is where our conversation will start to butt heads and get a little like gray, you know, that it's not so black and white. It's that consumerism comes with, for us, a very negative connotation, right? That you're overindulging, you're, you know, being brainwashed, that you're a part of this game and the system and that all things are bad. Um, but... On the other hand, there's things that make life better. Right. And and it's unfortunate that it's things, but, you know, sometimes some things you need for cooking, some things you'd need like these curtains in a way like this is me playing devil's advocate. These curtains you're just talking about. They close and cover your windows. These don't. They're just decorative. <laughs> I have blinds. No, but but the the thing is, well, I understand what you're saying. Your skincare, your I, I know, hair care. I know, but that they just feed it. I don't know. I know. It's, okay, so know. but here's the thing: is whenever I was talking to my students about this topic before, like while we were reading the book, is I asked a question. We did like this game where they had to agree or disagree and then explain why, and I put them in groups and. The one question was, I read a statement and said, like, do you agree or disagree with this? And it was like, I really enjoy purchasing new products, trying them out, talking to my friends about them, buying things makes me happy. And I enjoy it's a part of my life I really enjoy and I would consider it a big part of my life. And 98 percent of my students said yes, yes. And I said yes. And we were talking about that. And the very few the very few that said no, I said, wow, you guys like don't care about consumerism at all. And like, you don't buy stuff. And they're like, no, I was like, so do y'all play video games? And they're like, well, yeah. And I was like, oh, so Mm. do you, do you just play one game that you bought one time? And they're like, no. And I was like, do you like to talk to your friends about the game and get them on it if they're not playing so they can play with you? And they're like, well, yeah. And I was like, then you love consumerism. But this is, that's what I'm saying is that, okay. I'm thinking if I was going to say the opposite way of like having a lifestyle away from consumerism, I would picture a life like out in nature doing outdoorsy things. But then it's like you got to buy your kayak. You got to which kayak you going to buy, you know, and you have to buy your life vest. You have to buy your, you know, and then that turns into a whole nother. I mean, the outdoorsy world that that's a very expensive competitive but if you went to somewhere more like rural in south america they probably still do water sports without buying kayaks they probably build some type of thing from wood and they probably don't wear a life vest and they probably you know what i'm saying like is that better no no i'm just saying like there's you're saying it's the only way to that you'd have to buy things even if you wanted to do outdoorsy stuff but that's not true it's just 
we won't, we don't want to make stuff ourselves because we don't have time in the lifestyle that we live now. And we're interested in way more things than we humanity used to be in. You know what I mean? Like you used to have a more simple lifestyle and it was more about surviving than entertaining. And that's a huge part of brave new world too, is that we're so, um, we're like in, this is the first time in humanity that we are so much of our life is spent in entertaining ourselves because, Oh God. Well, because we don't have, we, we're not trying to fight for survival, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. We've advanced in certain ways, but the problem is, is all this leisure causes the mental illness that we have, like anxiety and depression because we're with our thoughts more than ever. Like it's a, it's an evolution of humanity in a way. And does that scare you? <laughs> I'm just having, I mean, it just makes this whole conversation go so deep. Yeah. I mean, well, and I'm not surprised, but like the fact that you could categorize 99% of what we buy under like leisure and entertainment. Yeah. Even the stuff that you think you need is still kind of, then the definition of need has drastically changed. Yes. Like I think about my grandfather who was born in 1919, lived on a rural farm in East Texas and literally had to quit school in third grade because they had to work their, work their land to eat. The, like it wasn't even to sell to other people. It was like to eat their food and like the Mm -hmm. girls had to stay home and quilt with their mom because they had to have stuff prepped for winter and like there's just it was a different lifestyle that he was living to like he was working to survive you know what I'm saying and and then it's changed now where we work to live in a sense like we have a job that gives us money but it's so that we can go out and entertain Mm -hmm. ourselves and have a lifestyle that we think is gratifying and and more leisurely even if you I go can't outside. even separate my mind from it. What do you mean? I mean, like that—that that is the world we live in. So it's hard to imagine, you know, not doing that. Like even me thinking about um, how we how we even talk about our jobs being something that we find purpose and passion and fulfillment almost sounds like icing. Now that I'm thinking about it, what do you mean? Like you're talking about how life used to be pure survival and like your work was to to survive, to live. Yeah. So it wasn't that, oh, what's my passion in life? Yeah. It was, I'm going to eat dinner tonight, so I need to. But di- we talked about this last episode that you can still, no matter what job you're in, your why can still and your passion can come through. Just like my grandfather, he, mm-hmm. he didn't work yeah, jobs that were... Uh, maybe aligned to a passion but his passion of life and his why in life came through whatever he was doing his way of moving through the world yeah interacting with others yeah yeah that makes sense but what what's weird about this whole the way things work now is just like we perpetuate buying things and making things and it's like and then these things go in landfills a lot of the time and it's just like like president obama and his uh podcast interview with Brene he's like he's like I understand like that we have to produce things to to make money and and the economy and he was like but when like when are we going to realize that life is just not all about 
buying things and we just keep producing and new new people are trying to make new things all the time and it's just like thing after thing and product after product and he was like and it's just not what life should completely be about but it Mm -hmm. is right now and I think that that's that's so um that's so true and and and, but it's hard I'm not saying because I I love to buy stuff. I'm not trying to act like I don't. I, I'm. It's almost like I'm playing devil's advocate. I beat you to it, because I'm. I'm saying all this stuff, but the truth is, is that I, I really enjoy. I was telling my students, I was like, it makes me feel special, or it makes a day feel special sometimes when I come home and there's an Amazon package or whatever package at my door that I bought something for myself or my husband that is is just a little treat mm-hmm. that's gonna make me feel. Like, especially like a new top for work or like a new, but that's creepy in a way. It is creepy in a way. It is creepy. Whenever you read the book Brave New World and that you see the way that they're talking about things, it's ugly. Yeah. And then you realize that's kind of how we talk about things. But how do you not participate? Yeah. It it would be like going off grid. It's, you can't in a way. But there has to be some kind of um, middle ground and awareness. Well, and I think people, like, there are people, you know, this, and this will sound hipster, but, like, sustainable brands and buying only really quality items that last you a super long time so you're not replacing things over and over and over. And also buying used stuff. Like, yes, you got like, really into Facebook Marketplace yeah, like and stuff. Yeah, this couch that we're sitting on is, I, I try to buy like not brand new things. So is it still consumerism if you buy used stuff? Um, obviously you're consu- like you're purchasing and you're perpetuating some business, but it's better because you're not making someone create a new product and just putting more product in the world that won't, you know, it will go into a landfill one day. Hmm. Is this freaking you out? Well, I think the the problem I'm having is I'm I'm having trouble finding the line between what is over-consuming and unnecessary and what is actually stuff that I purchase that brings a certain joy or um, quality of life that does matter to me. Yeah, and I think one area, because we were kind of mentioning this before the episode started, is like one, one thing for me is like, I love interior design and I love, I love, um, can I ask you why? Well, I think it, it's because it's, yes, I'm a person drawn to aesthetics, number one, but I think the major reason is the feeling that a space can make you have. And I think this is something that attracts me to like architecture as well and art mm-hmm. and stuff that something, uh, an environment can make you feel a certain way. And it's like, It's kind of, it is actually, now that you're saying this, Mm -hmm. it's like how art in general, Mm -hmm. why does it even exist? Mm -hmm. It's like the extra in life in the sense, not like on top of it, but it's the thing that makes life feel more than just surviving. Hmm. Right? Interesting. Do you not agree that art, art like brings something to life? The arts in general bring something to life that's extra, but it adds so much to our existence. It makes us feel. Well, I think that there's a part of us as humans that needs to be expressed, um, like a creative part of us that needs to be expressed that is just as much a part of being human as it is a part 
as surviving and eating and drinking is a part of yes. being human. That's, yeah, like that's we're a good not, way to say it. We're not just one or the other. We need both. And so I think the arts and creativity is human humanity's way of expressing that and dealing with all of the other like crap we have to and hold on to and move through. Yeah. And there's not always a great way of expressing that and dealing with it and moving through it. So I think, yes, I think it's kind of an extra because in a way it's not a part of like eating, drinking shelter. shelter. But I also think if we just had eat food, drink and shelter, then. Well, but, and something that's really interesting to me is I have this book on color. It, for, it was like an interior design textbook that I purchased cause mm-hmm. I, I wanted to learn more about color and it at the beginning it's talking about the history of homes and that from the beginning of time even yep. caves How, that's or whatever, what I'm about to bring up yeah. they were doing things to decorate it mm-hmm. to make with, you feel a certain way yeah yeah but and also like certain colors made them feel a certain way so wild and also the pictures that they would draw and things like that on the on the cave walls and then mm-hmm. and it kind of goes through each stage of um humanity and how things evolved like once they got structures and like how okay they had they had put this boundary between them and the outside but then they started bringing in like the color green inside because green was from outside and they would my god yeah like it was they were separated from nature to protect themselves but they still wanted nature in their homes and that's why you want plants and that's why the color green is so calming and like it's wow yeah it, it's a really interesting book and it, it's interesting that from from human existence which is crazy to think about like people before who couldn't even do anything like they like cavemen type of people they were drawn to making their shelter feel like home which it's funny like well, where did I that word think- home come it's when you think about the origins of something where did the word home come from where did that feeling come from that's a great episode that's a great episode next week tune in (laughs) but but to me that i think it's almost an innate instinct desire to want your shelter to be some expression of yourself and comfort you because it's supposed to be a protection for you so for me so good that and sorry one more thing about that is not just an expression of yourself and to comfort you um but also, I think another innate part of humanity is to kind of leave your mark on the world. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when those cavemen were even doing that, they were trying to say, hey, this is what we're going through. This is like a part of our here. story and we're making our mark on the world. And it's kind of like when you're making your space feel that way, it's like a way of expressing that, too. And so it's just funny and this proves the point of what I was trying to say kind of about consumerism, that it's not just black and white. You're talking about that you love interior design and architecture, which sounds extra and whatever and consumery and modern. But you're now talking about innate qualities of humanity. Well, but also you could say the same thing about fashion, expressing yourself and and you no know, people express themselves through their clothes and through right yeah but but then but where's the line where it's too far i know that's what i'm asking you i don't have the answer that's what we're asking you guys help us well but i'm just saying that there's there there are things that we're saying are 
well, all anytime you buy something, you're consuming, right? But I, I do think there is some line, but I don't know. Well, and I, I don't was know. about to say, if we're buying stuff and it's a part of our government and economy, is it good that we're helping it? Well, <laughs> well, I'm we're perpetuating this capitalist society. What? Yeah, is that good or bad? I don't know. Most people would think yes. It's how people survive and make money and yeah. Because and all if that, we all stopped buying stuff, then our economy would crash. Crash. <laughs> I know. I know, but. Which, but but I guess what 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 I'm saying is like Aldous Huxley was saying that he saw from the 1930s. Oh, sorry, sister. From the 1930s, where things were, people were still buying stuff, but it was that was changing. People were buying more. It was it was technically what he was living through was the you know Art Deco 20s, where consumption and consumerism was at its all-time high for the first time Mm -hmm. people had just been surviving but here was this decadent time of people buying for almost for the first time with like like more more of the population buying for the first time to just have it for pleasure yeah you know and then he he was saying he sees it becoming a problem and more and more people over time it's going to be like we're all about buying and you have to, to the think. point where we can't get out of it honestly we're That's already we're saying. already there yeah we can't well and and the thing is is that you know <laughs> dead air i know i can't even think because the thing is is i i romanticize a lifestyle me too you, you know this i talked to you about it like i i romanticize this scenario guys me in Maine with my husband on a compound with Haley and her husband yes. and our children. But what I romanticize is we are working our land. We're sustaining our lifestyles there, cutting our own wood, gardening, doing like being as self-sustaining as possible there and teaching our children to love nature and love the earth and the all the lessons you learn from the garden and all that kind of stuff and that we consume as little as possible outside of what we create and what's the house look like no i know that's what i'm saying and 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 so to me like that's the balance for me is i make a beautiful home for my family and we self-sustain there you know what I'm saying? Like, cause you have to buy certain things. I'll have to right. buy things for my kids, like to wear and shoes and stuff like that. But I don't know. But what's so hard is, and I feel like we're just going back and forth talking in circles, but that's good. Um, is that also the aesthetics of that is a big part of the romanticizing. Yeah. But also, like, trying to be extremely real, like, that really matters to me. Mm-hmm. Like, the way... How, how your life looks. The way that my home looks then translates to make me feel comfortable in it. And, you know, the way... I, even when I think about my children, you know, like... What they'll thinking, wear. What they'll wear and what they'll look like and the things that we'll do. And I, you know, I picture all of that. I even, like... 
you know, part of my romanticized dream is to have a place on the beach in Menorca, Spain. And like, what will we all look like uh, walking down to the beach? And what will our home look like when we make dinner at night? And so there's like parts of it that aesthetics really are a big deal, the design of it and stuff. And it's weird to me that that matters, but it does for some to reason. You. Yeah. You know that I saw this thing on TikTok. I know. Okay. I'm sorry. But it was, and it's true. It's that there are some people, this is crazy. There are some people more, you know, like left side brain, more pragmatic. They don't see a movie in their head like we do visuals it's all like numbers Hmm. and they don't see a movie playing out in their head of Hmm. a future memory or a past memory or a past story they don't you know how it's like a movie for us Mm -hmm. that's not what they see and Mm -hmm. they don't like they think it's weird that we can picture something like that like it's a movie in our head so there are some people well and we work backwards from that kind of and then you know numbers come and start getting involved to make it happen yeah but they probably see those numbers and then the work backwards to then oh then this is what it might look like yeah but they don't really picture it Uh uh-uh isn't that crazy so everyone's kind of different and and it's hard to it's hard to say like I think the conversation around consumerism the the whole reason I think we're even having the conversation is to be aware of it. And and I don't mean be aware like it's dangerous, but I mean like maybe don't, just, don't buy rando trashy stuff that is fast fashion or, you know, stuff that is not meaningful to you. I think that's the key. Yeah. And, and just kind of like, because I'm thinking of Marie Kondo. Yep. I thought about her this morning and whenever, when I was thinking about the conversation. Whenever she's sitting on the floor before she organizes the people's mm. home and they sit in quiet and sh- they thank the house for sheltering them. Mm. And like it, it translated through the television too because it's almost like you fill it with all this crap and then the crap owns you yep. more than you owning it. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you're not even just grateful for the shelter that you have. And, and, and there's almost having an attitude shift like that changes, um, what you want to bring into your home, how you want to, I don't know, spend your money and really trying not to forget the function of what, things. Yeah, the function of things. A home is a place that makes us feel comfortable and can be a creative expression. But don't forget that this home is protecting us. It's, yeah, it's it's protecting us from the outdoors. It's our shelter. And then it also can be an expression of us. Same with what you were saying about fashion. Like, fashion has evolved, but it started as a way to cover ourselves and to protect us from certain things. And now it can be an expression of us, which might be a good thing, but let's not forget that we're wearing clothes for a reason, for a function. Yeah. So, you know what? There's no lesson. Mm -hmm. I don't think in this conversation, there's no matter of fact, like consumerism's bad or anything like that. I think it's interesting that Aldous Huxley was, um, predicting it and also giving us a cautionary tale about it to Mm -hmm. be weary of it. Um, because I do think things can start owning you and then they can start controlling you, which ends up happening in the book. And 
I don't know. I just don't want to be a person who's like, what belt are you wearing? I need that. I want that. What are right. you wearing? Oh my gosh, I need to change my skincare again because look what she's doing. She looks great. And I want to do this because she did this and look how good she looks. Because then it's a comparing game. Yeah. And I think there's something about what you're saying, like finding your joy and your purpose and your like validation and value in a thing. Like, let's be aware of that. Yeah. You know? I mean, if some if you get something that I was talking to you about, I really want to buy a love seat because I want to be able to host more people so I can have more f- friends and family and we- they can be comfortable. Like, but let's not purchase something because I saw someone else have it and now I think they're they have a more valuable life than me because they have this thing, which I think is is easy to to fall into and not even realize it like why are you buying that thing and I think it just comes about back to being really conscious about why you're buying the things you're buying and yeah what's the reason is it because you saw someone else have it and you think their life looks better than yours and if you had it it would make your life better and why would this thing make you feel better yeah is that really the issue yes I think that is definitely like you've got to look at the root. So, you know, stop buying everything. Go live on Maine, uh, uh, land on, on Maine, Maine. <laughs> land, land on Maine. And uh, but don't because we want to buy it. Yeah, don't buy it because we will. Uh, is that no. consumery? Well, okay, that's a whole <laughs> nother thing. Land. It's a whole nother thing because I just read a poem about oh, how Jesus. about how we think we can own the earth, some part of the earth. How can we own a part of the earth when the earth holds us? How can we own a part of it? Because that's how the world works and somebody made a game. No, but it's like, it's not, that's just not real. Yeah, it's not. That the, we can't own a piece of the earth because it's been here that's millions a, of years before us and will illusion. be millions after us and we could never own it. I feel like we're stuck in a game and now I'm scared Okay, again. you're not. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Okay. Um, just something to think about. Hopefully, you know, I, I just think these conversations are good even for us because we didn't fully go into it beforehand. Yeah. It's just, it's nice to think about these Why things. Why are you doing are this you stuff doing? you, you do. do every day? Yes. Like you talking in the beginning and me being like, I don't even realize how much this is happening. It's nice to just pause and be like, why am I proceeding through the world as I am? Is it because I'm just doing what everyone else is doing? Why am I doing it? We yeah. have some sort of baby control over Not our being own a little <laughs> sheep that follows, but maybe like having a mind of your own is good. It's just funny too because I wanted to post last week about um, like your favorite sparkling water mm-hmm. that you were talking about, and that's just kind of what we're talking about too. But you have to drink. <laughs> you gotta it's drink back water. Back and forth, y'all. Help us. What do you think about it? We want to know. Give us some insights. Thank you guys for listening to us. Make sure you follow us at dearfriend.podcast. And we will see you next week. Bye.